Good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Aren't you thankful for that sweet spirit of worship we fear in this place today? Man, can we clap our hands one more time to the Lord today, Jesus? Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, amen. You can be seated today. Going to be reading quite a bit of scripture, so I want to make you all stand for that. Apparently my Mac here is on, not on silent, so i turn that off. I'd like to thank our pastor for allowing me to preach today. It's a great opportunity that I try not to take lightly every time I come up here. But we'll be reading from 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. It says, And again, again David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him, from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abadab that was in Gibeah, and Uzzah and Abho, the sons of Abadad, drove, drave the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God, and Obah went before the, the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments, made of fir wood, even on harps, and on palstries, and on trimbles, and on cornets, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nicom's I'm not even going to attempt to say that. Threshing floor, thank you. Uzzah put forth his hand on the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his heir, and there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a branch upon Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perissa on this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, how shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord upon unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obadam, the Jiltite. The ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obadam, the Jiltite, three months, and the Lord blessed Obadam and his household. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obadam and all that partake pertaineth unto him because the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obadam into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when, there, when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting, and with the sound of the trumpet. For a few minutes today, I'd like to preach from this subject, going through the motions. Since Brother Dan is up here, I'm going to ask him to give an on-spot, I'll put him on the spot real quick, 
And what do you think that going through the motions means? Very good description. To me, I feel as there is both a negative explanation for it as well as a positive explanation for it. The negative perspective would be that we are just doing whatever it is we are doing and not really thinking about it all too much. Let me give you an example. If you were a famous singer, no, not you, Brother Andrew. If you were a famous singer and you wrote a song or an album and recorded it, and you set the album, you'd probably be pretty excited to sing it first time live in concert. But I'm sure by like the 300th time you're going to request to sing that song, you're probably not putting too much feeling into it. You're probably not moving around on stage much. You're probably just sitting in a chair with a guitar going acoustic or something now to switch it up. But you're, it's just like second nature to you to sing it now. You don't even expect anything different to happen because it's the same thing every time. You sing, they applaud, you go home. The positive explanation for going through the motions would be that whatever you are doing requires certain steps to be followed, but you're doing what you're told and it will lead you to success, but you're doing it slightly differently. The best example of this is Legos, because Legos are awesome. When it comes to Legos, you have an outline for whatever you have to do and are making, and you want to build it exactly like the picture, so you follow the steps step by step. However, the good thing about Legos is you can follow the steps step by step and still have the same outcome, even when you change it just a little bit. So let's say you're building a truck, and the directions say that the truck in the very end is going to be blue, but you want a green truck. So you can follow the exact same steps, use the exact same pieces, but make it green. The outcome is exactly the same, but it's still different. It is both the same, different, and successful at the same time. This is also true for the church as we see it today. A lot of the time we talk about negative aspects of going through the motions in church and how they hinder the service. This is very true, and I won't deny it. There are times that we as a church, myself included, come to church expecting the same thing that, as usual. We expect the same thing to happen. When we think about it, a normal Sunday morning service, we know what's going to happen. We can pretty much guarantee it down to the minute. At 9.30 or around there, the ministry team comes, except for the pastor who's here much earlier. The ministry team will focus on getting everything ready for the service that has to be done. This includes creating the service schedule, picking the songs that we are going to be singing, getting the computer up to date, getting the sound set, and so on and so forth. At 10 o'clock, the rest of the church should arrive for prayer. This is the time that we use for those who aren't ministry to show up. At 10.25, the pre-service prayer leader gets up and leads us in one last prayer before we start the service. Usually the ministry team or the music team gets up and gets to their instruments at the same time and starts playing. At 10.30, we start worship service. We sing between three to five songs usually, then sing one to three more throughout the rest of the service. We have testimonies, prayer, offering, maybe a special, maybe a special word from someone else, an announcement of some sort in a varying order, but it's always the same. On Sundays, usually the pastor will preach. Sometimes we have a special speaker, but if you look at your clock when he gets up, it's usually between 11.15 and 11.40, sometime between there every Sunday. We expect this to happen. The preaching is preached, the altar call is given, 
and the service will end, and we are dismissed after that. The time between the preaching and the altar call usually is around an hour to like an hour and 20 minutes. I'm not going to say which one is longer because it varies by the person, but, you know. <laughs> all in all, that is... You, <laughs> usually the pastor is a little longer than most people. <laughs> this is a usual Sunday morning service here at Calvary. Now, the reason why I say all that is because is not to be negative, but it's because we just expect it to happen sometimes. We come to service and we expect everything to be the same. We don't really do it all the same every week, though. Sometimes we just want an easy day so we can kind of, in our seats, almost step back in our worship, just clap along, sing along, and not really get anything out of the service because we're just going through the motions. We just do it so that we can get on with our day later on. That's the dangers of having motions to follow. But it is also dangerous when you do not have them either. If we came to service every Sunday and had no idea what songs we were going to sing, who was leading worship, who was doing music, or who was going to preach, it would be a very chaotic service. We can see an example of this in the text we read from Second Samuel. David was bringing the ark back to Israel, but he wasn't doing it in the proper way. They were supposed to carry the ark, but they chose to put it on a cart in order to get it back easier and faster and save time. They were supposed to stop every so often and praise the Lord, but they decided to just play instruments the whole time in order to speed the journey up a little bit. There is a danger when you try to rush through things, especially when you are trying to rush God. Amen. And it was because the poor of the proper motions were not followed correctly that when the ark began to shake and fall because the oxen were pulling it across rough terrain, Uzzah put his hand up to, in order to steady it and not let it fall, and he died. He was doing something that he thought was right. He was just trying to protect the ark of God from falling, but it wasn't the proper motions. It wasn't the proper way, and he died because of it. This made David afraid, so in his fear, he let the ark stay at Obadom's house, which became blessed by the Lord because it was there and they were using it properly. And the next time David went to get the ark, he did it the proper way. He went through the correct motions. The Bible says in verse 12 that he did it with gladness. It was when they followed the proper motions that everything was okay. But what I thought is key is this is how, and this is how David acted. He did it with gladness. He danced before the Lord with all his might. That wasn't something he had, to, something he had to do. The instructions didn't say he had to be there. The king had to be there to dance before the ark. But he chose to do it a different way, and it was blessed because of it. It was a slight change to the procedure, but the result was a blessing of the Lord the same. And I am sure that David got more out of it than he would have if he had not danced. He got more out of it if he, than he would have if he would have stayed in the kingdom. That is why it is important to follow the motions, but change them a little bit. I'm not saying that we have to come to church and go crazy dancing up here all the time. I'm not saying that. I mean, if you feel to do it, go ahead. But we shouldn't make changes to the service in order to speed them up or to slow them down. The changes we make should be for the sole purpose of enhancing our worship and to allow God to move and touch easier. The change could be as simple of instead of going directly into worship at 1030 and finding our seats, we pray for an extra five minutes and let God move a little bit. It could be as simple as instead of going to the altar call only during the altar, if you feel to go before, 
in prayer or in testimonies, in worship, go to the altar and pray. It's simple, small changes that can totally change the atmosphere of our church. It's a small change that can cause major breakthroughs in our lives. It's when we go through the motions with the right attitudes that great things can happen in the service. We don't just sing to sing, but we truly allow the Holy Ghost to touch us and to take a hold of us. So in closing, I'd like to encourage us today to not come to service this year expecting the same results every week, going through the motions negatively. But let's come to the service with gladness and worship on our hearts and minds and allow God to touch us from the very first moment that we get here. Can we just worship him for a few minutes today as I close? Lord, we thank you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Help me, Lord God, Lord, to not go through the motions, Lord, with a bad attitude, but Lord, help me to, Lord, go through the motions, Lord Jesus, Lord, but allow you to move in the same way, Lord Jesus. Allow you to touch me, Lord Jesus. Allow you to use me through the service, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Allow me, Lord, to worship, Lord Jesus, with gladness on my heart and gladness on my mind, Lord Jesus, Lord, to be willing, Lord, to step outside of the normal just a little bit, Lord, and allow you to move and touch in my life, Lord Jesus, Lord. <laughs> Allow us as a church, Lord Jesus, to not be so mundane, Lord, but to, Lord, step out a little bit, Lord Jesus, and allow you to touch and bless us, Lord Jesus, Lord. Even if it's something as simple, Lord, as praying for one another during prayer, Lord Jesus, allow us, Lord, to be sensitive to your spirit, Lord, and to the leading of your spirit, Lord, and let your anointing touch us and minister to us, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Allow you to, I pray you have your way in the rest of this service, Lord Jesus. Touch everyone's hearts before we leave this place, Lord Jesus. Allow us all, Lord, to leave here changed, Lord, touched by you, Lord, ministered to, Lord, leaving with gladness on our hearts, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus.